Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to this week's Matrixic discussion group call. This is Monday evening. Um, Normally, we do this call every week on Sundays. Um, I've kind of had to bounce it around sometimes because I have other obligations or previous obligations that I have to fulfill. And so this week, we are doing it on Monday rather than Sunday. Um, It's going to be the same thing on the 15th of this month also. I've got a previous obligation on the 15th. And so... um, the weekly call then will be on Sunday. It'll be the next day. Monday, it'll be on the 16th. So just kind of a heads up for everybody. Anyway, I'm just sitting there chatting with our co-host, uh, Keith, and kind of talking about some of the struggles when it comes to being asked for personal information and things like that, especially in a public venue. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't think understand what the word public really means. It's kind of the opposite sometimes, it seems like. Yeah. Um, well, we were discussing, uh, I, I did a Zoom earlier, and somebody was saying that they uh, were being demanded a credit card, and, and um, I think what they did was just clicked on the wrong link. They clicked on, like, what you said, maybe possibly clicked on an ad link or something, and ended up with a stream of of questions that look similar to signing up for a Zoom call or something, and instead they got a uh, an ad for uh, offer to... Uh, subscribe or something and that's not what it zoom is totally free but they do have subscription rates for um, broadcasters if they want to uh, um, go above and beyond the meeting numbers or the meeting time or something like that they've got different levels and that's all that was i think but when it comes to um, forwarding this uh, information that we're being requested of by these policy enforcers, um, that Zoom call I did today was particularly in reference to that, in that uh, it was a statement of separation. And there are laws within their guidelines or within their regulations, their own regulations that state that we're not supposed to be giving out certain information. And that information is specifically the Social Security account details. And when we talk about details, we're talking about everything that extends from it. That means your driver's license, um, credit cards, bank account information. That's all disseminating what's known as public information. Whether you think that bank account is a private bank account or not, it's not. If you signed up using a Social Security account, you signed up through a public, um, uh, a public charitable fund. And that is the estate of the United States, not you. And that is the uh, dual citizenship of the state and United States person in regards to a pass through and a transmitting utility to conduct the commercial transactions of employees and government under uh, performance of public office, the functions of a public office. And that's all that is. So when you're disseminating that information, what you're actually doing is you're claiming that you're performing the function of a public office. 
So all your banking transactions are performances of public office. What is that public office? Well, it's the office of the public charitable trust fund. And that is what the welfare system is all about. That's what it is. That's what this uh, 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 declaration of independence is. Um, it's the public um, property. And that's not yours. What's yours is your um, is all of your real and personal effects. And that's that's verbatim, according to Black's Law Fourth, um, real and personal effects. When you do the UCC ones, that's all you have to put down is real and personal effects. You don't have to put the birth certificate and your, your daughter's birth certificate, your son's birth certificate, and your wife's birth certificate, and your wife's car and your car. You just put all real and personal effects. Covers it all. When they're asking for the details, is that one of your real and personal effects? The car itself may be, but they may have the presumption wrong, and that is based upon the information that you gave them to begin with by registering the automobile, getting insurance, and then providing the final transaction of the motor vehicle operator's lease, and that is by getting a driver license. So when you learn the 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 the, the the wheels and how they work in this system you can rebut it all but i suggest even if you can rebut it all quit giving out that information i walked out of my last jail stay refusing to sign and i haven't signed anything yet since that's my remedy yeah Period. absolutely absolutely that and you know to add to that as well um one of the things I want to say is, you know, you see people all the time talking about, you know, disclosing the social security number. And, you know, if you look on the back of the card, it says, you know, if this card is ever requested to be given back to the social security administration, it must be done. You know what I mean? It, it kind of shows you right there. It's not yours. And, you know, so one of the things I kind of like to say, as far as giving out the number goes, is that I'm sorry, but that number is held in trust, which it is. I think it's like the Social Security Trust or IRS Trust number 16 out of Puerto Rico or something like that. But, yeah, it, yeah. it's held in trust. Yeah, and I don't have uh, written or implied consent from the trustees to disseminate the information from the trust. <laughs> and, well, we, you do, know, and we do in a sense. Because right there on those checks, when we get a bank account, we get right on the checks. That is not a signature line. It is micro print. And <laughs> it specifically says authorized representative. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> it specifically says authorized representative. <laughs> that authorization comes from somewhere. And it is representative of the details within that authorization. And that the, the, the most important detail of that is that we are the entitlement. We, we are the entitlement holder. We are the intended recipient. And that means and does in fact include, but is not limited to the public charitable trust. We are, by entitlement, the intended recipient. And these are words that they like to use. Just like um, I recently expressed the Numinant Report tells us specifically, I am the non-resident human being and not the statutory, quote, individual 
unquote, whom, to whom the, rec, the false record pertains. So they, they explicitly say that it's a false record. On top of that, they have given you authorization, and it is implied. But that's the part that they're hiding. And you so know, when you start the, reading those fine lines and stuff and reading this material, you realize the truth. What's that, Brian? You know, something I just thought of that might be kind of fun to do, because, you know, you, we see the microprint that says authorized representative, and we all have our own immediate assumptions as, or presumptions as to what that means. And there's other people who might see that and go, wow, what the hell does that mean? You know, people have no clue. But... <clears throat> It might be interesting, really, to contact, um, you know, somebody at the top of, say, like Wells Fargo or something, and and just ask them a question. I think it's all about asking questions, you know, and just ask them. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I noticed the microprint where it says authorized representative. I'm just curious as to a couple things. One, who's doing the authorizing, and number two, what is being represented here? And can you back that up with, with, um, this, where can I locate with, that information? With, with, right, with, with codes. Can you cite codes from the Code of Federal Regulations or USC, United States Code, or whatever relating to banking that, um, definitively shows what this is? You know, because you know what? Well, you might get back information from them that is totally contrary to what we think. Yeah, it's well, it's like I explained in my uh, Zoom today. Um, everything that we do in this thing, this realm of state citizen and United States citizen in regards to the commercial transactions, we have to remember first, they're commercial transactions. Those transactions have to be um, processed through banking institutions those banking institutions are owned and operated by the bar association they're the ones that legislate the words for these banking institutions now these these bar members are known to be communists and myself as an american national am not even without their laws, without their their legislated laws, I am not to disseminate information that's of national importance. I'm the national. And if it's important to myself, I'm not to disseminate it. So my whole view is everyone's a communist because they are not of my nation. So until they prove otherwise, in like kind, through actions speaking louder than words, I will still consider them a, a communist. I will never believe anybody ever again. I will always ask. And that's what Brian's getting here too. We need to start asking some serious questions so we can get down to the real truth. Absolutely. So, don't don't assume or presume anything. Ask questions. I, I spent a few hours the other day uh, reading um, <coughs> holdings, holdings and 
findings and all of those words they use, opinions and stuff regarding the Dred Scott case. And a lot of it got into talking about citizenship. And it was talking about U.S. citizenship and it was talking about state citizenship. And I thought it was really interesting that in many of those holdings and, and uh, opinions, one of the things that kept coming up by various um, Supreme Court judges was that a statement saying essentially that a state cannot create an entity called a, for instance, like a state citizen that would be equal to or could commingle with uh, the rights, duties, and privileges of a U.S. citizen. A state was not allowed to do that. In reading everything forwards and backwards, you know, when you read law, I was like, wow, that's very interesting. They cannot create an entity, i.e. a citizen, that would be on the same par as a U.S. citizen, which means what? It would be totally separate from it and not a right. member or a part of the federal construct. Right. And that's and that's that aspect of the second or the uh, dual citizenship. When when we can operate in a dual citizenship because of the closed borders being landlocked states, not having access to the uh, naval waters, uh, military waters. Um, the, the, the thing there is that we can now go into any other part of the world and operate the same way in reverse. And that's all that dual citizenship is about is being able to flip flop when you're in another country and use the United States citizen on the federal level internationally so that you can then operate your state person on a more private level without the federal government. But yet it, okay. it's it's uh, recorded through the federal government. That's your pass-through. Keith, let me put something out here. Thanks for bringing that up, too, because, you know, one of the things that I'm coming across, because a lot of us, when we first started researching things and learning things, of course, we probably normally, everybody comes across all the Patriot stuff first, because that's the most prominent, and that's kind of in your face when you start looking. That's one of the first things that always pops up on a Google search or whatever, and it's like, why is that? Well, they want you heading in that direction. They want you looking at that stuff. And one of the things that's really big and really, I think, needs to be debunked. There's a lot of stuff in the Patriot Guru Guano realm that needs to be debunked. But I think one of the things is, <clears throat> it, you know, there's this big push against, oh, it's admiralty law, the law of the seas, da, da 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 I'm a man on the land. You know what? That's ridiculous. That's one of the directions yeah. they want you heading down because what are you when you're saying you're a man on the land? That means you're landlocked. We are not supposed right. to be landlocked. We are supposed to have dominion over this whole earth. We are supposed to be international. And they want us yep. to go in that direction. They want us to put ourselves in this tiny little box. Because where right. is the remedy at? Where are the answers at? It's internationally. It's not yep. statewide. I, it's not local. It's not municipality. No, the solutions and remedy are international law. Not yep. just and because your municipal or state law is called private law. Why is it private yep. law? 
Well, if you're not a member of their associations and stuff like that, and guess what? It doesn't belong to you. It's private to them. It's private to their associations. Right. And when when we're using this stuff, um, there's there's a uh, a degree of separation when, like you said, they when you when you start going down these rabbit holes and you first start in this, I did the same thing. But finding out that it's Patriot BS and this and that, don't let that stop you. Go ahead and research that stuff. That's good material to research because it gives you the ability to, to see what the differences are so you can discern for yourself the, the material importance of it. There is Absolutely. a material importance of your your Patriot rabbit hole, and that is uh, certain aspects such as the common law in regards to George Washington. It's very important to comprehend the concept of the trial by jury in the fact that it was not held, quote, in a court. It was held by George Washington's court. What was his court? His court was his entourage, his peers. So when he had this guy, this foreigner that kept invading his land, trespassing his private property, he gave him a warning once. He gave him a warning a second time. The third time he captured him, that's the administrative process. And through that administrative process, even back then, that's what your common law is. It's a process. Today's substantial law says that we have to follow the legislative word. But that legislative word must still follow the course of the of the common law. So it must, too follow the administrative procedure. And that's where we get into this authorized representative. Well, who's the authority? Well, they're the ones that are administrating all the banking affairs. Who really is administrating the banking affairs? Is it the bank or is it the bar attorneys? Who really is administrating this authorized signature? Is it coming from the Social Security Administration, who is a is a which is de, uh, determining uh, uh, is a set of details of information in regards to a taxpayer identification number known as a Social Security number, which, based upon the facts that we know today, is a false record. So, is that authority that's giving that authorization? Are they authorizing me to? give false information are they authorizing me to falsify information what is it these people are really doing it's time to start start asking some serious questions no because you know what it, so, something just popped in my head as far as stuff. real quick here when we relate all this information it ends up in what's known as the individual master file now, remember that comment I made about the Social Security Administration having right on their form. I am the non-resident human being and not the statutory, quote, individual, unquote, to whom the false record pertains. Is that the same individual upon derived or that is derived upon the individual master file? Yep. 
driver's license, same thing. It was derived on the social security number, which is known to be false, which is also part of the individual master file. And this is why the motor vehicle operator's lease sits in the taxing code, Title 26 of the United States Code for federal tax purposes. That's what the person is for, for federal tax purposes. And they use the state person as a transmitting utility for that federal same federal tax purposes. In so doing, you now have to pay the state taxes for conducting those affairs of a transmitting utility. You now walk yourself into um, volunteering, volunteering both state and federal regulations of contracts, which you are not privy to. That's why they don't disclose it. Oh no, I, I was just saying, you know, it's it's interesting they use inter, uh, individual master file on your IMF because we know there's also the other IMF, uh, International Monetary Fund, and when you go asking, you know, who's authorizing this? Well, who can authorize the agent for the juridic person to do anything? Well, guess what? Their reply might tell you who's really in charge. Yep. Well, that'd be you, sir. You're the one that made the choice. You're the one that put the presumption on the record. It's too much work for us to look up every detail to make sure that you're a United States citizen. But by your implication, we assumed and presume that you are a United States citizen. And that's what it's all about. So when you when you learn that you're not, you can then assert that you're not and you know you're not because not only are you not the United States citizen, but you're the boss of every United States state citizen, dual citizenship. Why? Because it only gets its power from those that gave it, and that would be the authorizing representative. Full circle. Yep. <clears throat> You're the authorizing representative, and you're the one authorizing them to rip you off. Well, Keith, while I've got you here, I, I was going to actually text this to you. It would just be easy as right now while you're right here. Um, because every now and then you spontaneously do a Zoom broadcast. And so I was just going to ask you, you want me to uh, make you a moderator to the group? Because a lot of times I'll see like an hour, because I'm, of course, not always on the computer. Yeah, or whatever. I'll I was see like an hour. Day, yeah, I'll see like an hour later that you, you know, shared that you were doing a Zoom, and you're sharing it to the group, and it's like, well, I go and share it now, and it's like, yeah, that doesn't do much good for anybody. So yeah. I thought, well, maybe if I make you a moderator, that way, you know, you don't have to wait for an approval to post to the group. You can just post automatically to the group. And the only that thing would I be request, awesome. yeah. Yeah, I'll do that this evening. And uh, right. the only thing I would request as as far as approving memberships to the group, just kind of leave that alone because I've got a couple <laughs> other moderators and they've gone and approved people before that I've kicked out <laughs> who are... Yeah, I, I try not to... Um, I, I First of all, I, I, I don't want to be discriminatory, but at the same time, we, we do have to judge. Um, the the character of people that were coming in so i do vet people that come through 
um, in my own groups and my own page. Um, if you've got a bunch of, you know, stuff on there, uh, you know, hey, come come join me for live uh, uh, live sex chat or something like that. No, you're, you're not going to be welcome. Um, yeah. And at the same time, if you're uh, out there uh, doing all this Benghazi stuff or Gaza Strip uh, promotions for charitable contributions, and that's all that's all that's on your page, um, I'm not going to allow that either. I've got to see some diversity um, in your pages, knowing that you're concerned about various different things. But at the same time, that diversity isn't going to be nothing but sports and eating out and coupons and commercialism. It's got to be about fighting this corruption. Well, the, the rule I kind of follow myself, like, for instance, if, if I get a friend request um, and it's questionable, I'll go and I'll look at the name, for instance, is questionable. I'll go and I'll look at their page and see what they're doing and stuff and decide whether to accept the friend request that way. But when it comes to the group, I don't vet anybody unless I know who it is. If I see a name pop up, I'm like, oh, no, dude, you ain't coming in. I already know about you. Those people I won't let yeah. Otherwise, I let everybody in because everybody's got everybody should be able to see info. They should be able to be presented the info. And I let them in and until they start causing a problem or posting BS stuff or whatever to the group and become on a pain in the butt, then I'll go and boot them out. But yeah. my first response for the group is to give everybody equal opportunity until they prove themselves otherwise yeah and that's that that's a given you know and that's that's why i say uh um i i i've gotta i've got i i don't want to be discriminatory but at the same time i don't want to be um it, it's like going to a 12-step program and whipping out your pipe and taking a hit it, it doesn't work that way so i don't want to introduce those kind of people into the group and that prevents us from having to kick them out later um, so if they really do want to join, they'll come back again. They'll do that administrative well, process. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and but I'll say this as well. I have had, and I can't even begin to count the amount of times, I've had people contact me privately, and they're like, do you see what so-and-so is saying in the comments of this post in Tactical Sovereignty or whatever? And right. they're like, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it, you know. is. And People are going to be the way they are. But I'll be like, you know, as long as they're not being vulgar and calling people names and this and that, you yeah. know, let them have a different opinion. Stuff. And I said, just wait, give them time to learn and see what happens. And, you know, and I'll sit on kind of sit on the fence with them. And then one, two, three months later, I see a change in these people. Something clicks yeah. for them. And they're like, Oh my God, now I get it, you know? Yeah, and, and that's what I was talking about with the 12-step program. You know, you can't go in there, you know, lighten your bowl. But at the same time, the people that are in the meeting, if you see him lighten a bowl, don't kick him out, teach him. Just keep teaching yeah. him. Yeah, you know, the, the, the you know 12-step program is a perfect example because it's not for everybody that's perfect. If it was for everybody that's perfect, they wouldn't be sitting there. <laughs> it, it's right. It's just like the government is derived off the Bible. The Bible has the twelve steps in it. <laughs> I can't. I um I I um Boy Scouts, another twelve step program. Girl Scouts, another twelve step program. These are all just different twelve step programs. Weight Watchers, twelve step program. 
in each one of them. I believe I haven't been involved in all of them, certainly not Girl Scouts. Um, they all start with the first step being honesty. Every last one of them, the first step is being honest. Yeah, I think if you tried to, I think, system. yeah, you got to be honest, you got to be honorable. Now, yeah, Keith, I think if you tried to infiltrate a Girl Scout program, uh, your beard would probably give you away. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go, his cousin it. Go his cousin it. <laughs> oh, I love my hair, brother. I love my hair. But yeah, uh, it's, you, know, uh, you know, we have to operate ourselves um, the same manner in a 12-step program. We need to look at ourselves. That's the 10th step. Um, being able to look at yourself in the mirror and see your own faults is the main pri uh, priority of that 10th step. But the thing there is that most people forget to give themselves the pat on the back they deserve because they're too busy putting themselves down. This is because of the system that raises us up in being bullied. Other people put us down and it teaches us to put ourselves down. Why are we doing that? It's the way the system operates. We're, the, the, the debt is treating us or the, the system is treating us as debtors. So we're putting ourselves in debt. <laughs> Same thing. Well, the, the problem is that I see is that we're accepting the position. And, yeah. you know, as a debtor, what this does is it puts you in a disparaging position. It puts you in a lower role or a lower class. And that is the way every system will will treat people uh, in order to have what? To have control <laughs> over them. Because as long as you feel like you're not worthy um that you're guilty that you're a sinner then guess what it can have a level of control over you and you'll see this in every system whether it's governmental system or whether it's a religious system you know as a christian you grow up being taught that uh you're a sinner from birth because of adam you've inherited that seed of sin you know that you must be forgiven for and one of the things that cracks me up, I was thinking about this this morning. I was listening to a pastor, somebody talk, and you always hear him say, we're all sinners. We're all sinners. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought that when you supposedly, and if this was any other system, it would be called witchcraft. But when you supposedly call this spirit to come inhabit you, to possess you, to be so that you are possessed by a spirit called Jesus Christ, and that at that time your your sin is forgiven okay then what are these pastors all talking about saying we're all sinners wait a minute <laughs> i i thought that was cured you know when you went to the altar and got possessed you know that that altar where they used to do you know witchcraft sacrifices at now instead it's being used for you to go and be inhabited by another spirit I thought that sin was forgiven at that time. So what are these pastors talking about? We are all sinners. Well, I guess it keeps everybody coming back to church the next week. You know, that that way they can at least feel right. like they're staying in the good graces of this God. But it it, it also fuels, I'm going to go right back to that chari public charitable trust. It also fuels that public charitable trust because these churches are operating as what's known as a 501c3. That is a charitable 
organization. In, in my opinion, and it's proven, it's proven through tax records, there are no taxes applicable. So there is no actual in exemption. The 501c3 provides a tax exemption because they are providing a charitable program. They are providing charitable programs. And this is uh, through the commercial system. And that's why when they pass that basket around, they're asking for Federal Reserve notes, okay? In the 501c or 508c or 508c1a is a faith-based organization. That's a 508c1a, and that is a faith-based organization. So that right there tells you that they're they're coming they're they're conducting their own affairs as a faith and that faith is is uh being projected through their mission statement of which they minister that word in the churches they're ministering the word of the commercial code for charity otherwise they would doing they would be doing it in under faith-based and not a commercial charity charitable public trust yeah so, well it's like it's like kirk kombach always says you know when people tell you to take care now that's just short for telling you to take charity you know be, yeah. uh, go ahead hey be, make sure be, be dependent well. on other people you know but my be my well. issue I, I had the conversation with a gentleman here a couple years ago and he said oh yeah i looked around and i and i go to a 508 church now but my issue with that is is that to me i personally don't see that as being any different because if you look at the charter for a church um or any organization then this includes the republican and democratic party republican and democratic parties are 527 organizations and what does it say in the charter it says this company is formed under the irs as a da 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 captain john uh, you might be on speaker or whatever because it's reverbing back. But anyway, we are not supposed to be part of, say, a church or whatever that is formed under the IRS. Wait, who is supposed to have formed the church? What is the church really supposed to be under? Is it supposed to be made or formed under a man-made construct? Or actually the man-made government, the one world government? No, it's not. It's supposed to be formed under your creator. Right, as a people, as a people as a whole. And as a people as a whole, under them is, is the government. So the government is under the church. And yet here we have churches submitting to the government. Those aren't real churches. The real church is simply a gathering of the people. It's like I said with uh, George Washington. The court isn't a place. The court is the people. The church is the people. It is not bound to the paper. It is not bound to the words. It is not bound to the place. It is bound to the people. Nowhere else. First to the people. And then if elsewhere on paper, then it may be so. 
but that record must reflect correctly. So when there's presumptions, assumptions, implications, they remain on the record and it is a correct record until somebody else says, oh, wait a minute, I've made an error. I've presented information I didn't realize prior to this that I shouldn't have been giving. And it placed certain facts and details on the record that have then been processed against me or administrated against me. Now that I've recognized my error, please forgive me as I forgive you the same. Let the record co uh, correctly reflect that the truth stands as this. If there no be nobody to rebut it, then let my yay be my yay and my nay be my nay. Now is your time or forever hold your peace. Kind of like a wedding vow. Keith, didn't, uh, when Trump was was running, didn't he say something about, and I've had some people say, oh, no, he didn't, but I've pulled it up and shown the quote. But didn't he say something about abolishing the 501c3 or the requirement of a 501c3 for the churches? I, I believe he did. I, I didn't do much research on it, but I'm in total agreement simply because of what I said earlier. Okay, there is a separation of church and state. The separation of church and state is that the state gets their power from the church to begin with. And until the people uh, learned that we need to come together as a whole, as a church, and reinstitute that into the government, the government is what is now holding themselves as the superior authority over even the church. And there is a, a supposed separation. Yet, in fact, the church and the government are all run through the courts, every last one of them. When you have a problem with the church, what does the church do? The church doesn't go get its mighty and strong young deacons. It calls 911. Yeah, the church doesn't go to each other in private and make amends. The church calls 911. It they're both the same. They just mirror each other. I mean, exactly. are you uh, on Sunday? Are you sitting on a bench, looking up to, uh, you know, a, a priest in a black robe at mass, you know, and then Monday morning, you know, sitting on a bench, looking up at a priest in a black robe, you know, in the courthouse. They're the same exact thing, just mirroring. <laughs> Yeah. And that and, uh, that church, that church on Monday, that is your one world religion right there. Yeah, and, and that's and that's basically what they do is everything that they operate in, in these churches and the courts and the banks and the post offices and and all your government programs and agencies and DHS and CPS and and food banks and welfare systems. Every last bit of it is just a mirror image of what we're supposed to do, good works in faith, not working good for a charitable cause. Everything's this backwards. Wasn't... It's all misconstrued and people really need to comprehend this stuff and get back to the reality of the truth. And that is quit giving all this, this information out without knowing it first. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody's been tricked into doing that because, because like, oh, it'll be quick and easy or, uh, oh, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it's done. And I didn't really intend on hitting this topic this evening, but, I mean, it's just direction the conversation has gone in. But, you know, looking at both the church and looking at the state and seeing all the similarities, once you really start paying attention, once that light bulb comes on in your head, I mean, I, I would put a challenge out to people who are church courts. Um, pull the pastor aside and ask the pastor if he's a member of the CRT, which is the clergy response team, because Homeland Security uh, a few years ago, and then they still do, but a few years ago they started putting out notices to pastors uh, to become part of the CRT, the clergy response team. Uh, because that way, you know, if there was a problem or whatever, um, they could do the calling of the herd themselves <laughs> or bring their sheep in. You know what I mean? And yep. at the same time, whenever you become part of something, you become subject to it as well. And I think a number of people are probably aware <laughs> of uh, instances, I believe, that have happened like in Louisiana and Texas, where um, the state was requiring pastors to provide what their sermons were going to be about the following week. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, and whoa, there, whoa, wait a minute. How, yeah, if there's how, a separation well, of church and state, isn't there also a uh, separation of, uh, of of any other association? When they show a separation of church, that means the church is separate, period. They can't include church with state, then they can't in church, include church with House of Little unless House of Little says so. Same with everything else. So once well, they determine that separation then they turn around and say, well, you're subject to it, though. Well, this goes <laughs> back to this goes back to what was mentioned about joining uh, or being formed under the IRS as, you know, a 508 or a 501 or a 527, whatever. You know, whenever you right. are part of something else, then guess what? It gets to have it gets to have authority over you. You have to follow its rules. Uh, this, right. And everything is based on biblical principles. If you look at, you know, the, the servant and the lender. Well, guess what? The borrower is always a servant to the lender. If you are accepting a benefit, then guess what? You are liable to the entity that supplies that benefit for you. And yep. that's what it comes down to. So, the, and the, I really yeah. think, I want to say, I, th I really think separation of church and state is really misconstrued because a lot of people see it as a separation between your religion and the government well go back to what those words go back to etymology go back to what those words really mean what is your yeah. state who are you what are you exactly and, when you know what i mean when we think when we think about these rules and regulations um we're talking about we've got one set of rules we open a book and now we've got a set of rules is it the same set of rules we heard or what or that we're inspired with we now have two sets of rules this is what the government's doing they have bifurcated in other words created a second set of rules so now you have one path with two sets of rules then they hypothecated by separating and 
that hypothecation moved you from the original path to their path. And they have you following down this path of rules. In order to get back to this path, you have to recognize the two sets. You then have to bring them back together and show that you are the one that proceeds with the path. In this, in this, the separation of church and state is the same in, in reverse with the state separating with church and people or courts and states and people and states. It's all separate. And when you can learn that and realize that it all operates parallel, like Brian was saying, it mimics. And when you can realize that and bring it back to yourself and you be the one that it mimics and you no longer fumbling along all lost and tripping all over the place, then you'll be doing much better. But you have to realize that even the church is mimicking the, the codes or, or the regular church under the 501c3. Same with the state. The state's mimicking the same thing. So you can find the uniformity in their own codes. They're saying, this is a concept that I grew up in foster homes, many different foster homes, and each one subjected me to many different religions. Each of those religions taught me two basic concepts. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you and always do good works. This is the same thing this judicial system is telling us. Everything is uniform throughout all the jurisdictions. You just have to be able to find it, show them that that's the purpose and that you are in fact practicing the law. Pure and simple. Still there, Brian? Yeah, I'm here. I, I was just thinking. <laughs> I mean, my mind's always going in that. Oh, I hear you. Directions at once. But that's the basic simple simplicity of it. Um, learning that they're mimicking what's natural. So that means you have to learn both their laws and the natural law. Show them how they're uniform. Bring them back together and show them who's boss of those uniform that uniformity. By stripping down to the nakedness and show them you don't have a uniform. Yeah, that's right. That's what really being the naked owner is really all about. And, you know, I, I've had a lot of people. Well, in fact, there, there was a guy. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Ray Bondservant or whatever. He put out a video a couple of years ago. Call me an antichrist. And um, he said that, you know, I was following the statutes and codes and, you know, we're supposed to be following God's law and da, da, da. And here's the thing, what it comes on to, because a lot of people are like, well, what are you doing following? No, just because you bring up statutes and codes and show them and explain them doesn't mean yeah. you're following them. It means essentially you are showing the language of the other side. How yep. do you know how the other side is going to respond to you <laughs> unless you comprehend their language? You've exactly. got to know. When we go to high school and we learn a different language, two of the languages I think we should be learning is legalese and Latin. Not French, not German, not, not Scottish, 
let's learn the legalese in the Latin. Because that's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. Because they're, they're gotten... which is based on Latin. And legalese, which is a twisted version of English and Latin put together. And then they italicize things and capitalize things and minimalize things and marginalize things. Come on. It's all yeah, supposed to be one and the only way we can get back to that is by learning those things ourselves. I've gotten to the point where I can kind of uh, stumble through Latin a little bit, uh, same with Hebrew, but and but I'm a little more proficient, I'm a lot more proficient than I ever was in legalese, and I can spot legalese when I see it. So between being um, a pretty good master of the English language and of the legalese language, uh, I kind of consider myself bilingual in that aspect alone. <laughs> yeah, well, see, when we think about things in the legalese, like pro se, um, those are two different words. And the pro is a, is a word, is actually a term that means forward. And I discussed this earlier as well. When we think of the word forward, when we pronounce it, it's forward. It's it, the, the punctuation, hyphenation and, and everything is, is all wrong because when we put down the grapheme for ward, it's for ward. It's not forward. And we're, we need to put a hyphen in between the two words, the for and the ward. And then when we see say that's for self. And so when we literally do it in parse syntax grammar, it's self for ward i present self for ward so my ward can't speak i present myself in defense of my ward so when we start comprehending the 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 latin roots of what we're saying in english we can then walk into court and show them what they're saying in their own legalese by transferring it to correct our syntax grammar and explaining to them that I am pro se. I am presenting myself for my ward. He is not your ward. The ward that you are claiming personal jurisdiction of is a false record of an individual, not myself as a non-resident human being. And they, yeah, you just, can dumbfound them in these courtrooms just simply by knowing this stuff without having to present any documentation. Keith, that's just like the word prosecutor. Do a breakdown of the word prosecutor. Yeah. Pro say cuter. Uh, we know what pro say means. What's cuter mean? Anybody He's know? He's there to execute you. He's there to execute you, isn't he? <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna look up the Latin root of cuter and cut or. So they're gonna cut. Let me see here. Etymology of prosecutor. The etymology of prosecutor. The Latin prosecae. P-R-O-S-Q-U-I. Meant to follow after. Accompany. Chase. Pursue. Attack. Assail. Or abuse. It is composed of the prefix pro, meaning forward, and sequi, 
meaning follow, forward follow, in the same sense as sequel. So when you talk to a prosecutor, you're talking to a sequel to a original. Shut the hell up, you second person. I'm the first one, and my beneficiary is the third person. The trustee is that second person. Get it? Yeah, exactly. That's why, you know, I think it's funny. You hear judges say, oh, uh, you're uh, representing yourself on your behalf? No, not on my behalf. I'm here on my A-half. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here on the whole, you know, as in the truth, the whole truth and no thing but the truth so a half is in the alpha yep and not the b side or we're sticking on the a side over here <laughs> yep yep alpha the alpha creation transmission i am an act of god the alpha creation transmission of god and when you call out keith before you've spoken another syllable, uttered another phoneme, you've already called upon the spirit of the almighty God himself. In beginning was word. Word was with God and the word was God. Let my yay be my yay, my nay be my nay. Who else here would, be, would rebut that? Who here would deny him so that he would deny them? Not I. Oh, you know what? Talking about uh, words and breaking apart words and things like that uh, today. Well, actually, for a few days now, I've been kind of thinking about this. So I actually got online today and started really researching. And this whole virus scare thing. Uh, when <laughs> the, the when I remember here a week or two ago when they first came out and said, "Oh, they're going to name it COVID," and I was like, "Wait a second. What's their reason to?" you know, rename the coronavirus, which is nothing than the common cold virus. It's just morphed and they always morph into something else. And they uh, first went and called it the uh, Nevo or Nevo, you know, the, the new coronavirus. <clears throat> but I was like, there's got to be something more to this. And so I thought well, about that uh, word. Yeah, I thought yeah. about that word COVID. And I, I looked at it, C-O-V-I-D. And I thought, first I thought, oh, okay, company, C-O, and then V-I, which is six, and then D, which is uh, Delta. And so I started doing searches for um, um, six, company or six delta company and different things like that and one of the things that first always kept popping up at the top of the search was a uh, company that deals with frequencies and rf frequencies and they do it for the defense system and for defense yeah, delta electronic sick yeah. delta electronic Because huh. we always know that they code everything. Everything they do is a code. So when they did COVID, I was like, yeah, that's got to be a code for something right there. 
And of course, you put in uh, like six Delta Company, or at the same time, six is also uh, F. F is the sixth letter in the alphabet. So I was also doing F Delta Company or F Delta Incorporated. And yeah, th that company kept popping up. And, but of course, one of the things that is it, it kept popping up like number two or three on the list. The first thing that was normally uh, Delta Airlines, of course, because there's so many searches probably done for Delta Airlines. But I was like, yeah, that, that's just a mask. And you just go down one or two links and boom, all of a sudden this other company keeps showing up. <laughs> yeah, what is a sick code? Standard industrial classification, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, standard industrial classification. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, and, and so and I think, you know, like we were saying about breaking apart words, everything that's presented to us, got to look at it as it could actually be a code. Just look at the words and break them apart and think about them and then research it. And it's interesting because that's how these powers that shouldn't be all communicate with each other. They all communicate in code. And... Yeah, I was listening to an uh, interview the other day. I think it's on a plain truth. And he was interviewing a gentleman. I think he is a researcher or something like that that lives in China. And he was asking about his experiences over there. And he said, you know, that he personally did not know anybody that has died. And that he had even contacted other people that he works with in China and they didn't know of anybody that had died either. But when we're watching videos and stuff like that, we got, you're seeing people fall over in the streets, fall over in the hospital, and we're seeing these numbers and all this, all the people freaking out about it. And it's like, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden, there's a few cases popping up in other countries and in the USA. And it's like, okay, so initially, it was the Chinese government that allowed this information to be uh, disseminated, you know, uh, worldwide of the illness, supposedly, that was going on over there. And now there's other countries being complicit with that. I think that should be a big telltale sign to people that, you know, these countries aren't all separate. They aren't all enemies. They are on Fox News. They are on CNN. But behind the scenes, they're all complicit with each other. Yeah. Now, I don't know uh, this link I've got here. I'm posting in the chat comments. I just posted one. I'm not sure. It's, uh, it's listed a little bit different here. Um, the second link, it says, get information about a company. And the page I've got pulled up, it's got a uh, blue highlight thing here, uh, under, underlined highlight. says, search the bankruptcy and insolvency register. So I'm going <laughs> to post that link. So I'm going to post that link coming up now. And this is just a string of links. I copied, I, I, I punched in the first link first. 
And then I uh, went from that, I got the second link. And then from that second link, I got this third link. This is the one where we can enter in a company, it looks like. So if somebody can uh, do that, find out how to enter a company in there, enter in United States. <laughs> We're oh. going to see if United States is actually part of this uh, government organization company's house of the, the crown. Well, it's funny that you brought up the bankruptcy thing because I remember when I first started learning these things and started researching, uh, that, that was one of the first trails I went down was the bankruptcy of the U.S. And one of the things that started popping up was other countries. And you think about the 1933 New Deal uh, by Roosevelt, and all of a sudden in the very early 30s, 1930, up through maybe as late as 1935, you saw Canada going through the same thing, Australia going yeah. through the same thing. There was all these other British companies, just like the U.S., going through right. the well, same situation. Just, I, it's like, whoa, wait a minute here. This well, is a remember, bigger situation than just us. Yeah, we remember. Remember, we just mentioned the standard industrial classification. Yep. 1937, folks. 1933 was the Emergency Banking Law Act. 1934, good old President Theodore uh, in instrumentalized his New Deal. To solidify the New Deal, we have the implementation of a Securities Exchange Commission, Standard Industrial Classification System, North, North American uh, Industrial Classification Company, um, all kinds of stuff. And this is all related to QCIPs certificates, social security count, all of it, including the instrument, the actual instrument, instrumentalizing of the Uniform Commercial Code in 1950, which before then was still in the construction of being regulated and was done so independently by each state without statute. Well, you know, one of the things I think is funny yeah, uh, because... Contract. Because of the type of work I do every year, and gosh, how many years have I been doing this forever? But every year I have to go to a Title 31 class, right? And Title 31 has to do with banking. Right. And, you know, the act in Title 31, and I, I always like just kind of having fun with whoever's doing the, the class or the lecture or whatever. And asking them, oh, is there another name to this act? And they're like, oh, most of them don't know. And sometimes they'll ask me, you know, do you know of it? You know, but the other name to that act is the Bank Secrecy Act. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Oops, we lost you, Brian. Yeah, we're, we're not getting you. I know, it just dropped me. Am I back yet? Yep, there you're back. Okay. So back you know, to the, uh, the, the other name for Bank Secrecy Act. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Wait a second. Why is this a secret? You know what I mean? Uh, shouldn't this be, you know, fully divulged to everybody? Why would they even call it that? I thought it was hilarious. They used the word <laughs> yeah. in the name. Remember, we were talking to... Uh, 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 
G. Edward Gordon, and he was telling us about that, how they were going to name the uh, Federal Reserve Act something else, but decided to change the name of it because the, what they were going to name it was just a blatant clue. Same thing here. Bank Secrecy right. Act is a blatant, blatant clue to, to giving away the fraud. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, they, they call it something else. Yeah, they put it right in front of your face. You know what I mean? And I would think any average American, if they see this thing called the, the Bank Secrecy Act, that would be a red flag to them. They're like, wait a second. This is maybe where we need to start looking for info at. Yeah, yeah. Well, it tells you right on the record. It's Like you said, it's secrecy. It's like the Social Security Administration Putting that form online, view, viewable to the public, the worldwide. Um, I am the non-resident human being and not the statutory, quote, individual, unquote, to whom the false record pertains. I mean, admitting it right on, uh, in, in the open that it's a false record. That's key. Think about it, people. That's all I need merely assert any further. I'm sorry. Every person that you refer to in any action against myself is a reference to your own person because you could possibly be charging myself against personal jurisdiction of my own person. I've never granted you that, period. Second of all, it's always been presumed. Now, I'm rebutting that presumption by proving in, on, and for the record that that person is your person and it is a false record. Need I say more? Don't think well, so. Well, if anybody... Anybody gets into the SSA, Social Security Administration, and reads their information there, and it, yeah, I want to remind people as well, that word information, if you go into Black's Law, it's defined as knowledge of a crime, all right? <laughs> but if you read their information in there, repeatedly, they refer to the Social Security scheme. Well, weren't we told a yep. scheme is a bad thing? <laughs> yep. Yeah, this is uh, this is all critical. Uh, these are all critical elements that we need to realize um, and become more aware and learned on this stuff. Um, this one thing that I'm putting down here. Oops. Um, this is. Uh, Title two of the Uniform Commercial Code, Section 206. See where it says information of contract that I just posted there? Yeah, I see that. This is a link to Title two of the United States or Uniform Commercial Code, wherein they talk about offer and acceptance. And in, in this format, they've got it separated and it says in space. And then capital F, O R M A T I O N. And we have to realize, people, that when they put a capital F on there, it means that it's a specific term. And in this position, in this capacity, it's in formation of and then contract. So it is in. We are in present form forming a contract. It is in formation of contract. So if they give an offer and you accept in formation of contract, you're accepting on the on the basis that you're going to give them details of personal in 
formation. Shouldn't be doing that. And I, I, I just want to give a, a little uh, PSA, a little public service announcement here. Um, you know, I know people listen to this call here live or they hear it recorded, hear the recording of it. Um, online, if you go into your favorite search me engine um, and pull up uh, this call, uh, it's also provided by TalkShoe. It's provided uh, the text of the call. Um, they go and type it up for you. And also you can go and you can pull the chat back up again. So like if Keith is referring to things that he's throwing into the chat, you can go into the chat even in the future and pull out the links that he's throwing in there. Just an FYI. Right. Yeah, and that's the same with the Zoom calls. Zoom calls, I found that when you go, um, I, I, I record all my Zoom calls straight to the cloud, and they're supposed to stay there, I believe, 10 years. And so I can then turn around and just download them onto my local computer, um, which I also have set up to do automatically. And then I can turn around and just post them in my uh, pages, which I also do. And when you when you hit on those uh, recordings, that chat bar will also come up. And a lot of times people will leave links in there as well. So always, uh, always try to make sure you reach these formats in the visual form so you can see these texts as well as know that, like Brian said, you can write these, uh, um, uh, drop these guys an email and they'll send you a texted format. That's an automated part of the system of the record keeping. Even this show has a texted format that they're keeping track of. Yeah, they script it for you, which is really nice. And because that's one of the things uh, before Zoom change or before uh, TalkShoe rather changed their format. That's what a lot of people are asking me for. You know, is anybody scripting this? And uh, once they changed their format, and I saw that they were going and providing that. It's like, oh, cool. So you can just click on it and look stuff up from you know whatever recorded uh episode you're listening to yeah yeah and one thing here real quick before we get any further we were we were talking about what what uh, uh capacity you're operating in and one of the things that i mentioned earlier as well um if you go back and and look at my page and my my journey here in the last four years you'll see that even myself in my goal of learning how to operate um or, or conduct myself more um, um, more uh, in a more reverent way, um, more admirable and more respectful way, um, I've grown. And so I've gone from that capacity to the capacity that I operate in now. And it's, it's continuously grown. And that's all it takes is just that first step to realizing that maybe you're not conducting yourself appropriately and even though i thought i was conducting myself appropriately um by hollering and screaming and cussing and swearing them at them and calling them all kinds of names and fingering them and you communist bastards it's it's not the accurate um capacity that i want to be perceived in particularly again when we're um we're we're taught to love our neighbor as ourselves and, and conduct ourselves peacefully. And then, of course, uh, one of my favorite th- quotes is San Tzu's Art of War. To, de- to defeat one's opponent without fighting is of supreme excellence. And so when we can operate in that capacity, 
we actually truly show our supremacy by being able to quash our our enemies just by not listening to them by not believing them by not giving them credence credibility and credit because that's what puts us in that financial debt is that belief absolutely and and it's a good idea get get back to uh capacity which is uh i think what i posted uh tonight's broadcast under because everybody is operating in a certain capacity somehow or another this escapes people's minds even though they grow up watching cartoons and watching tv where there's actors who have a different name who are playing a role under another name and you're growing up watching all of these other individuals acting in a different capacity and when you even go into court for instance you've got for instance the defense attorney oh what's he doing he is operating in the capacity of a defense attorney who is he defending well that's kind of scary you look at the prosecutor the prosecutor is acting a role he's acting not as John Doe or whatever his name he's acting as the pro se cuter uh, look at the judge the judge that's not Bill Smith whoever's sitting up there he's acting in a capacity as in the role of a judge well what in the world would make you think that you are not looked at by them as acting in a capacity as well what capacity are you acting in you're acting unknowingly in the capacity of one of their subjects or i.e citizens you know what when they decide what they were going to do with the situation in the usa they decided that subject was kind of a harsh term maybe we need to change it so what do they do with that well they stuck with the old roman system and use the word citizen. Yep, civilitis. Sounds yep. like a, 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 a an illness. <laughs> right. Well, you're 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 civilized. Uh, it's like your pet. Your pet is domesticated. Oh, what's domesticated mean with your pet? Well, it freaking behaves the way it should in the house, like everybody else does. It poops where it's supposed to poop. It eats where it's supposed to eat, and you know it doesn't tear up everything. It doesn't tear your house apart. Well, that's the same way as they look at the citizen. The citizen oh. is the subject. It's domestic. And you know what? If you're not domesticized the way you should be, well, then what are the courts for? What is the law for? It's there to change your behavior. Everything is about your behavior and modifying your behavior. Um, if you have a bankruptcy issue with court what do they have they've got classes they're going to have you go to why to help change your behavior uh you get yep. a dui you get a dui they've got you know classes you've got to go to for a few weeks why to change your behavior it's all behavior modification uh, because yep. evidently the behavior modification from your public indoctrination school didn't do a good enough job so there's some extra ones they're going to have to give you and yeah you got to pay for those too by the way <laughs> yeah and then, 
Well, and there's the other aspect of that exact same view right there. They, they're going to give you classes so you can um, uh, uh, rehabilitate, rehabilitate. And, and this is also shown when we graduate from high school. We're, we're told that we got to hurry up and graduate from high school and get good grades so we can get a good job. Okay. But then we're also told that, well, after high school, even if you get a good job, you still want to go to college so you can take more, you know, better educate yourself so you can get an even better job and then we're taught that also that even if you go to college and you have a better job you still want a primo job so you're going to go back to college again and this time you're going to get a better degree and this time when you get that better degree one of those better jobs is that you can now become a teacher and teach that so now you've become indoctrinated and then indoctrinated again be a better slave so you were first indoctrinated to be a slave, and then you took more indoctrination to become a better slave, and then you took more indoctrination to be one of those slaves to enslave more slaves. And that's what this public education system is all about. And when they query people like myself, well, where did you get your knowledge? Huh? Where, what college did you go to? I don't understand. That's right. You don't understand. And you've even had a college education. Imagine that. I'm the one that comprehends this and you don't. Where is your problem? What is your problem? What don't you comprehend? What is not logical to you? Because that's where I get my education. Logic, reason, ration. Does it not make sense that I have the right to believe the same, have, uh, have my own beliefs just like you do? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Does it not make sense that I have the right to make my own choices just like you do? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Does it not make sense that I have the right to change my mind at any time for any reason just like you do? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then what's your problem? Absolutely, that's have... the right of self-determination. And most people have no clue that they have a right of even self-determination. They think they've got to do... You know, whatever the guy with the bullwhip is saying. Yeah, and it's it's so pathetic because it's indoctrinated so deeply. I, I mentioned again today uh, Hitler's willing executioners. These people comprehend, folks. These people are just doing their jobs just like you and I were or just like you are. I, I, I no longer have a job. I, I am bound to doing good works. And in that... Um, there are certain duties, responsibilities, and rituals that I have to um, be have in because I can only have what is freely given so that I, I can give freely by having, not having had or hoping to have, but by having, be having, now time. And that means at every time. Once I fail that, I fail. From now on, I can't fail except by my own choice. And now that I have knowledge, I'm sorry. I can't give that information over to you. I'm, I'm told I'm not to. Plain and simple. Not going to do it. Now, if you want to know private information, we can discuss that privately. But you'll have to talk to uh, one of my counselors, one of my ministers. Make sure that the words are being construed correctly, because I don't want to misinterpret what you're trying to 
convey. Plain and simple. Logic and ration, people. That's where true knowledge comes from. And if you're going to keep going to these schools and being indoctrinated, realize you're taught you're being taught to just remember something. You have to recall it. I only need to be called once. I've been called. And therefore, every time anybody else calls that out, when they first call out Keith before they've uttered another sound, they've already, like I said, called upon the almighty spirit of God. Because that's my good works. He's my guide. He protects me. I shall not waver. Plain and simple. And I really well, think that's what you need to step into as far as capacity. You don't have to claim a specific God or anything, but your capacity in having that belief, making that choice, and having it availed to you, just like everybody else, the ability to change at any time for any reason. Please, at any time, feel free to show me a reason otherwise. Until then, I've made my choice based upon my belief. What can I say? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as far as the capacity we're supposed to be operating in, you know, growing up, you know, through the indoctrination camps of public school or, you know, and it's sad to say, even the private schools do the same thing. I remember um, every day starting out school, we would go into the auditorium of the church that, that we'd first meet there. And if there was anything like new coming up or field trips, it would be discussed or whatever. But we would start out by giving our Pledge of Allegiance. And the first one was to the American flag. And then we gave the Pledge of Allegiance to the Christian flag. And that always kind of confused me. And, <laughs> and it wasn't until I, you know, you know, started... Uh, coming to my age of determination, my age of majority, everybody's is different. When I came to that point, I was like, wait a second. If you can't have multiple allegiances, allegiance to one thing will nullify an allegiance to something else. You know? And so I was like, well, and that that's where, you know, the whole change in the capacity we operate in really started out as start out in our youth and whatever school or whatever you went into because you were trained to follow and be subservient to one thing when really that's not what you're supposed to be subservient to and you no. wonder why your life turns out horrible it's because you've given your allegiance to something that is not there to protect you it's there to take care of itself and that's it yeah and when we talk about that Asian majority and given that allegiance and stuff, Trey Bond and I were talking about um, that same concept of when we're toddlers and stuff, when we first become cognizant of self. She was calling it um, age of personality, I think. And I, I, I think I rather uh, refer to it as age of intimacy. Um, when we start recognizing our own ability to make our own choices. And this is at the time when we start think, doing things like telling mom, no. No, I don't want to. And eventually it gets to the point where you tell her no in, in such a way that she ends up starts slapping your mouth or something, you know. And that's just uh, one of the uh, aspects of life that we go through in realizing our own self-determination. 
And from that point on, whether it be, you know, around five, six, seven years old, we start developing that in a very, very um, monitored sense. Because even though we've learned not to tell mom no by outwardly telling her no and then having her slap our mouths, we still tell mom and dad no by doing what we do, what we're going to do anyway, despite being told not to. So we've thus then uh, incorporated into our various other activities, our other behaviors, um, communications that are seen. You know, mom and dad see when you do things that they tell you not to. It's the same thing to them that you just told me no. I'll be damned. I told you no. You do as I tell you. You know. So either way, it gets communicated through our actions. And so when we start well, acting like citizens and stuff like that, we've got to be aware. And even even in our adult stage, we are we are creating responses based on behaviors of the past. Keith, that's one of the things I've said a number of times is that one of the worst things that really happens to people in growing up is that word no is removed from your vocabulary. And yep. it's treated as something bad. No, that word no needs to stay in your vocabulary. It needs to be yep. utilized. Exactly. Everybody's so afraid that if they use the word no, uh, the hammer of freaking God is going to come down. Whether that God is government or the creator or whoever, something bad is going to happen if you say no. Yeah, that's that's what I say. You know, let my yay be my yay and my nay be my nay, period. And uh, I, I think we forget to uh, realize that that's an important point. We, we forget to realize that as our youngers are growing up, they are people too. They're in that stage of life and we have to allow them to grow in a natural manner and not subdue it we have to let them build their own characters their own their own aspects and out uh, 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 perspectives and internalizations we have to let them it's like this new math um, I spoke earlier also of uh, a bright young kid that is taught to put certain pegs into certain holes because of the shapes of the pegs and the intent was to get him in a box and unlike all the other kids in the class he was the one that they said did something wrong by opening the top and just putting them all in the box at once he didn't need to separate them out and classify them he knew the intent was that we're all supposed to be people so let's all treat each other like people okay you know, we're not going to cross by them. We're just put them where they belong. Absolutely. Yeah, that reminds me. I, I was listening, and, you know, I'll tell you, you know, people wonder, oh, what kind of stuff do you research or read or what? And, and I show, uh, I show an amount of it, but the majority of it, probably 98% of it is a lot of long, boring stuff. But in it, you find some real nuggets of what's going on. And I remember um, I was listening to a lecture talking about AI, artificial intelligence. And it really reminded me of that when you were talking about the story of, you know, putting the round peg in the round hole. Because it was talking about AI and scientists were saying that essentially. We lost you, Brian. 
You dropped again. Scientists were saying essentially what? Hello? There you are. Oh, okay. It's weird. I'm going in and out. Anyway, <clears throat> here, let me try something here and see if it helps. Um, scientists were saying that AI is essentially stupid, but they were looking at it from their point of view. And what they were saying was that if they took AI and gave it, for instance, a set of arms, um, an internal body, a head with eyes, gave it legs, gave it those components, and said, okay, you need to get from point A here to over to point B over here. Instead of AI going and assembling a actual body like we have and walking over there, what it would do is it would stack all those components up and then fall over. So technically, it would land across the finish line. And they consider right. that stupid. And yeah, it's whoa! It was a new, it was a different way of looking at things. Yep, it's a, it's a if-then go-to. <laughs> and when we think about the if-then go-to, the uh, if-then go-to programming of AI is an input. So it can no longer imagine anything outside of that realm. And when it comes to the human mind, however, we have what's called an imagination. And that's why we create the things that we do. <laughs> without us, without the input, the AI is nothing. I think people have a, an over-dramatized fear of this AI without realizing that once, if, if AI were to ever just annihilate mankind it would be annihilating itself because then it no longer has a function its function isn't the purpose of seeking out life its function its purpose is not in seeking how to live itself it can't it can't period yeah it doesn't it doesn't have an idea of self-preservation right and, and that's one of the things also that, um, you know, the past, I would say, six months or so, um, people seen a lot of stuff about different channels getting knocked down and things like that. And one of the things they don't realize is that, and Facebook has come out and mentioned, or not Facebook, but YouTube has come out and mentioned this, is that the AI that they put in place to monitor things kind of went off on its own and they can't reel it back in if they did it would bring down the whole system and uh one of the things that was happening is and you notice it was these big channels that were getting taken off well what they sicked the ai on was that the ai was looking at comments going to these channels and since these channels were so popular that there were some of these different groups, whether you want to call them the pedo people or whatever, that that was an easy way for them to all contact and link and talk to each other in their code and stuff. 
And so the AI was going and taking those channels down. It wasn't necessarily because of what those channels were talking about. It was because of the popularity of those channels and who was using the comment sections of those channels. Yep. And people don't realize that. I, I think a lot of the stuff that we see at the surface, just like with this whole COVID virus thing going on, what you see at the surface isn't really what's happening. You've got to look deeper. Why is this happening? What's being put in place? Um, since, for instance, this situation came out of China, well, why would China even release this info? Why would they even want people to know this is going on? There's got to be a backstory. Everybody yeah, needs yeah, to yeah. always look yeah. for the backstory. Yeah, and see, that's why I say look at the patents. Because I posted about that coronavirus not too long ago on that very subject. When in 2006, I think it was, somebody claimed a patent on the coronavirus. And yet it's just now, 2019, that we're hearing about a coronavirus in such a magnitude. But people don't realize coronavirus has been around a long time. It's common cold. It's just the different mutations. And what's happening is people are wanting patents on these different mutations for the, quote, vaccinations and immunizations that they want to provide to the public for public health and welfare purposes. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and but one of the things I've looked at with this is that this is causing what? The first thing it's really causing is financial turmoil. Everything comes yeah. down to the money. When you screw yeah, up the I, money, I, I tell people all the time, it's what's known as an, uh, an, a mixed, an act of mixed war. Mixed war um, is exactly what it is. They're, they're not raising the sword at you. They say the pen is mightier than the sword. So they're wielding the pen as a sword. And they're drawing these instruments up and getting you to believe these instruments. And these instruments are what's being weaponized. They're, they're true weapons against you because you don't know the information of them, the details of them. Um, let's see, detail. D is to take away. And when we look up kale in the Latin root, kale is uh, from uh, cut. So when they, they, they cut away from, so the details are cutaways of the true form in formation of contract. That's all it is. And, and we've got to quit giving out these details. We've got to quit cutting ourselves up. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and, and, you know, it's even just like looking at the word remember. What, what is remember? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to read something gonna back remember. together. Yeah, you're going to put yourself back together, you know. <laughs> you have to remember. You got to draw man back together. Yeah, you got to put your members back together. Uh, you know, put your arms and your legs. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing, folks. You got to realize um, when we talk about these branches of government, think about the tree. The people are the tree, and the branches of government extend from the tree. Just like I mentioned earlier about the church and the court, 
It's not a place. It's the origination of where it comes from. It's my court. It's my church. It's my government. And if I'm going to govern myself, then I do so. And then it's no longer my government, is it? No, because my government is my government. Right, Pops? Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith, I'm going to mute out for a minute. So sure. uh, I'll let you carry the water. Sure. So when we think about this capacity, that's, in my sense, that's my capacity. You know, that's why I talk about that pure trust in Genesis 1, verses 25 through um, Genesis 2, 25. It's where he speaks about the uh, given land, air, and water. We're, we're given dominion of that as stewards of his house. And so whenever they want to displace me or disposition me or depose me, you know, those are all the same thing. Just get back to the origin of the words, um, finding out the roots, terms, conditions put upon there, and contract them back down, subtract them back off. Get down to the real presentation of what really guides you. Are you are you going to keep following these legislative words that keep following you or keep uh, sending you to these pitfalls and and subjecting you to all these fines, fees, penalties? You're going to keep claiming United States citizenship, U.S. citizenship. You're going to keep giving out all this information you're not supposed to be giving out. Look on my page, Keith Little. Um, on Facebook, I'll go ahead and grab a link here real quick. Um, this is a Zoom I did earlier um, in regards to uh, statement of separation. Hope I can get it. No, that's not it. Where did it go? Well, let's go here. Anyway, I'm going to grab this Zoom meeting that I put up earlier. This has got some good information in regards to, uh, like I said, statement of separation and the laws therein telling you why you shouldn't be giving out this information um, so that when that nice policy officer pulls you over alongside the road and solicits that information you can query his authority in asking for that information because that information is of national importance it is not to be disseminated well darn it let's see here there we go And that is your perfect lawful, like I said, reason, not excuse. To tell the officer politely that you cannot hand over that financial instrument known as a driver license, which is derivative of a social security number of the numidant numerical identification system of the Social Security Administration, which is known to be a false record and is on and in 
the individual master file located with the IRS. So please, show me your delegation of authority for me to even hand you this instrument, let alone your delegation of authority to even solicit it from your end. Otherwise, sir, you are officially committing a crime on the land known as piracy, personage, and misrepresentation of information, as well as many others that I have mentioned in reference to many codes that suggest that I'm not supposed to give that information out. And you being an officer of the law are supposed to know this. Plain and simple. People need to learn this stuff and realize that it's all there. I put a lot of it on my page, not all of it because I haven't researched all of it, but there's enough there that can put every last one of these characters, these personalities, these persons, these participants, agents, whatever you have in jail, in prison, hang for tradition or sedition and treason. We don't need to do that. We just need to educate them. Forgive them their trespasses as we ask them to forgive ours, but do so gracefully with honor and wisdom and pass this knowledge on. Uh-oh. Now we're now yeah, we're sorry, echoing. Keith, I'm back. <laughs> I was well, echoing. If you're echoing. If you're echoing, that means that somebody unmuted themselves and they've got you like on speaker or whatever. Oh, okay. So yeah, we that so, yeah, statement of separation is um it is showing that we we know who we are now and our capacity. Our capacity well, you, is that we're not supposed to be giving out that information because it don't belong to us. Yeah, you were talking about, you know, getting pulled over and being, uh, you know, requested information or whatever. It, it, it kind of cracks me up. Uh, a few years ago, I remember researching all this kind of crap online and stuff. I was looking because I live on Florida. And state of Florida, it was talking about um, license plate readers and whether or not they used them. And they said, no, they were thinking about it. Maybe after the first year, they would revisit it and stuff like that. Or if they use, you know, like the RF, the radio frequency reader, or if they had the RF chip in uh, yeah. the license plates or in the driver's license. And they're, no, 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 we haven't done it. You know, we, we're thinking about it, maybe. And um, it, I looked over a bunch of their info, and I'm like, well, you know, we know pretty much they're liars. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I actually took um, I, I took the license, and I did two things. I took the license, and I wrapped it in aluminum foil so it wouldn't get marked up or whatever. And I took a three-pound hammer to it and banged all around on it. <laughs> to, to, to break up if there was a chip in there I'd break it up yep. and um, it was probably about a week later because I work late at night work second shift and sometimes come home 2-3 o'clock in the morning and southwest Florida is kind of a bedroom community it's a lot of retired people down here so there's not too many people on the road at that time of night so 
they generally presume or assume that people on the road that late at night are either going to or coming from a party or a bar or something like that. Yep. And uh, I was the only one on a long stretch of road, and somebody zoomed up behind me and pulled me over. And like I said, this was like a week after I banged up the driver's license. And he came up to my window, and you know, normally they come up and they say, uh, do you know why I pulled you over, sir? <laughs> That's not what he said. The first thing he said to me was, is there something wrong with your driver's license? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> in my head, it was like, OMG, you know, oh my God. So the crap that I had been reading the week earlier where they were saying, oh, no, we're not doing that yet. I was like, yeah, that was BS. Why in the world would he ask that particular question? <laughs> and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, but I've, I've got it in the glove box. I only carry it in the glove box. because it's another time that you really should be carrying it. And gave it to him. And he was kind of shocked. But, <clears throat> and then today, uh, today, I was traveling over <laughs> to a little peninsula that I'm living on now, and there's just one lane or one road that comes onto this peninsula, and uh, so that, and it's a very populated area on the other side, mainland, and so it's heavy traffic, especially around, you know, four or five o'clock, you know, people coming back and forth, and there is a... Uh, police vehicle sitting there with its lights on. Just sitting there stationary with its lights on. Nobody was pulled over. It was just sitting in the median. And I was thinking, you know what? I guarantee he's sitting there with an RF reader and he's reading all these plates and everybody's stuff coming past him. You know, because every 30 seconds there was probably 100 vehicles passing him. And yep. when I've read up on those... Um, they can read up to 50,000 license plates a minute. Yep, it, it's instantaneous. Yep, I remember one time, actually, um, I had been arrested for driving on a, on a suspended license. And uh, what happened is... I saw an officer probably a third of a mile behind me. And uh, just since it was a suspended license, I said, well, let me play it safe. I pulled into uh, a grocery store parking lot and uh, parked the car and got out and started walking into the grocery store. And um, as I was walking in, the police car pulled up and the guy got out and yelled at me, get back here. If I had half a brain, I would have just uh, continued walking and ignored him, you know, but I didn't. But anyway, well, I got a little bit of an education there as well because I figured out why he pulled me over. While I was sitting in the back of his car, and he was typing stuff with his computer and this and that, um, he jumped out of his car and walked up to a kid that was had gotten out of another vehicle and was walking to the grocery store. And he said, hey, let me see your ID. 
and pulled that kid aside and ran his ID and was like, came up with a uh, warrant from another state, six states away, and sat there and I watched him while he contacted the other state and to see if they wanted him to apprehend him and extradite him back to the other state, in which they said no. And it was for a crime of burglary. And uh, the officer said to me, I was, do you know what burglary is? And I said, yeah, I know exactly what it is. He goes, what do you think it is? I said, well, even if somebody opens their door for you, if you just step in, you've committed burglary. He said, yeah, that's right. I can't believe they don't want him. But uh, anyway, it was like, and, and this was prior to all this um, RF chips and your know, driver's license or in the license plate supposedly being put into effect. So, yeah, it's obviously there. These people are way ahead of what they even claim. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the blame, CJ. CJ says over here in the comments, he says, the microwave fries chip pretty good. Just go easy. You heat it too much, you'll leave a burn mark. And then evidently, uh, he lost the uh, internet or something. He's blaming it on me and the dark side teamwork. <laughs> AI got mad at me for, 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 for uh, putting him out front street. <laughs> anyway, here here's an interesting uh, thing in regards. You, you, you said the word suspension. And this is according to their own terms and, and stuff that they use in my the research that I did. It says I formally know da 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 da. Do make the following statement of preparation from employment or of trade or business, otherwise known as functions of public office within or without the Department of State of the United States Information Agency. Look that one up. United States Information Agency. As used herein, the term employment includes all periods of assignment or detail, as well as any periods of temporary, part-time, or intermittent employee employment therein, and the term separation includes any suspension for any period in excess of 30 days, retirement from commercial activities, Entry into disability or pension program of which benefits are guaranteed for prior consideration, whether duly paid or as contributions. That's telling us that the Social Security account that we've been paying into through contributions is one of those exemptions that in, in place of a, a pension. I'm sorry, but that benefit itself proves that this doesn't apply to me because it's a prior benefit to a prior superseding or equivalent. I guess, as I stated, it doesn't supersede, but it's equivalent in law. And therefore, they got to go by the substantive law. The intent of the law is the benefit and not the, de the, the uh, detriment through the fines, fees, and penalties. If they're already giving you a benefit, they cannot bring controversy to the court by placing a detriment on somebody that is already known to be exempt because they are using the beneficial system. Whether they receive the benefits or not, it's not supposed to be used against you. 
So any suspension, just quit using it. Quit giving them the information. Quit volunteering. Hashtag quit volunteering. Yep, absolutely. And and that's one of the things that gets me as well. You know, like when I mentioned being pulled over and the uh, Leo asking if there was a problem with the driver's license. When they come up to the vehicle and ask for your driver's license, ask for the registration, ask for proof of insurance, all of that is is them asking you to operate in a certain capacity, period. Because you know what? They already have all of that on their computer. They already know all of that. Yeah, when they've they already they, had, they've already got the information. They walk up, you're asking for your driver's license, and they've already got it. They're asking you for consent to what they're except, doing. That's what they want. They want consent. Traveling with with private property placards, and they ain't got no information to run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in lieu of that situation, exactly. But you know, in, in the majority of situations, they've got all of this. They know all of this already. They don't need your driver's license from you. It's already popped on the yep. computer with your picture on it. They already know this. And whether and guess what? If your insurance is expired, guess what? So would your driver's license be expired? That would pop up on their computer. They know all of this. They are not asking you for any knowledge that they don't already have. They have complete knowledge of all of this already. All they are yep. looking from you to do is two things. Consent. One. And for yeah. They're looking for your consent and for you to operate in the capacity of somebody they have jurisdiction over. That's it. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but I'm not qualified to uh, operate in those, those in, in that capacity. Because you can look at my record, as you have access to my record. I've not had any education behind high school. I can't possibly be qualified educational-wise how to administrate government. I have a hard enough time doing my own. Well, the, the, real, the real trick is to exit their society. And as I mentioned, uh, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, that I was going to kind of cover my letter of uh, resignation of agency. And uh, <laughs> so maybe we'll do that next week. I kind of keep forgetting about that. But it, it's pretty simple. It just needs a small handful of elements to be effectual. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that next week. Um, well, anyway, we've been on for pushing two hours here, Keith. No, uh, yep. Anything you want to close out with? No, I think I need to just shut up for a while. I gotta. We're, we're looking at uh, heading up to uh, Nebraska tomorrow. Go visit Derek for a week. And put our heads together with some people and see if we can get some of this stuff figured out. We're only missing one or two elements, I think. And if we can figure it out, we can start pushing this stuff forward and showing people how to do it. So yeah, yeah, I covered. Uh, yeah, I covered this conversation yesterday with somebody and we were talking about something that another organization had been doing for a while <clears throat> and then had, i don't know if they stopped doing it or not but uh it was something i've done 
and we start putting things together and going, oh my God, that's the one element everybody has been missing. They thought that it didn't work anymore, but there's a reason why they thought it didn't work, but that's an element that was missing. And we can tie that into next week's call because that goes into uh, a little more in depth, but. Yeah, well, and see, that goes right along with what I've been saying all along in my uh, research and journaling here on Facebook, is that there's many different paths because many different people have de many different situations that call for many different actions. So there isn't really one process. It's a matter of figuring it out for yourself, what everything means, so you can apply it to what's happening in your life. So you can verbalize into your life the options that you see before you for a benefit and to assure it's not against you in detrimental ways. The only way you can do that is your own knowledge. I can't give it to you. You can't believe your government. I don't want you believing your government. I don't want you believing me. I want you doing your own research so you know. Pure and simple. Everything's different for everybody. And that's why, again, I, I say, you know, learn as much as you can about all these different <coughs> It's all important. And, and you never know when it might be applicable in your life. You know, I, well, I, if I ever need to um, assert that common law and the reasoning behind it, I certainly know the story of George Washington and how that worked out. And I know that it, it doesn't take a place known as a public courthouse in regards to a public charitable trust being administrated by a public trustee and all of this public that doesn't apply to me helps me discern and educate others that the court is mine the church is mine the bank is mine the post office is mine what is mine is mine and what is yours is yours and they they are separate well, I will say this because I, I, you know, after my last statement, people are going to be like, what, 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 what is it? What is it? And I don't want to leave people totally hanging. But um, <clears throat> the, the one step, and we, I can go into it in more detail next week, but the one step was something that uh, people are aware of, like, uh, I think it was called Copper Moonshine Stills or whatever it was doing with the passport. One of the things they were doing was contacting the uh, chief administrative judge for the district where you live. Right. And most states are broke Proper up noted. into. Yep. Most states are broke up into three districts, right? Whether it's east, west, or north, south, or whatever. Northern district, southern, middle, or eastern, western, center. Um. And it's funny, you keep seeing that number three always pops up. But um, notifying them, because I've seen a lot of things with people, they, they want to, they, they think the birth certificate, for instance, uh, refers to the flesh and blood, man, woman, or it, it belongs to them, it's about them. It's not. It's the registration of an organization. That's all it is. And yeah. but people want to have tried like contacting vital statistics because they want to get things changed. They want to change uh, for starters. They say they want to change the spelling. Number one, it's not the spelling. It's spelled correctly. 
what they want to change really is the style, the upper lower case. All right. Right. And so well, the style, but, the style right, changes but, the capacity, which also changes the status. Right. But but here's the thing. Vital statistics will only change things under an order from the judiciary, from the courts. Those are the only ones that can cause them to change anything regarding the vital statistics. All right. That's, so, that's regarding that's vital statistics. Right. It's still, so, not, still not re private record. Right. But so who I contacted was the chief administrative judge for the district one where I was born, two where I live. Okay. And that, that was one of the things that um, Copper Moonshine Stoles or whatever was, was doing as well. And um, we'll get into that next week anyway, and maybe I can bring on a friend of mine who can discuss that further as to what they were doing. But it was very enlightening uh, comparing what I had done with what they were doing and the results from it. Yeah, yeah. and there's there's something else. I don't know, um, and you're a good one to ask because you've had yours authenticated, right? Correct. Okay. State and federal. Okay. Okay, have you have you paid any taxes on it? Have I paid any what? Taxes on it. You did a deed of reconveyance, right? Right, right. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I, uh, Is it, I provided, okay, okay. I provided, well, hold on, I provided consideration. Okay, but that consideration is just consideration for the transaction. Right. The transaction itself is what? Is it not an import-export from one jurisdiction to another? Have you paid the right. import-export taxes on it? Right. It's yeah, property so that's transferred from, from one, one jurisdiction to another, considered an import or export, and you have to pay taxes on that. Once you pay taxes on that, guess what? You've got proof that you have property, and that is known as a land title. Right. Guess who yeah, you pay you that want, you pay guess guess who you pay that tax pay through? That tax through. Housing, and urban, Housing and urban development. development. They're the ones that the ones get one of the first born. records of you when you're born because they have to immediately start planning because according to their clinical trials and programs, we discussed this with Trey Bine, they gotta immediately gotta start immediately planning start for future planning. housing. And you know what's funny? Not just for yourself, for yourself, but they are already they are, are planning, planning, according to their financial statistics, how many children you will have, how much they will produce in their life, and all of that. And that truly is what the birth certificate is all about. You know what's funny, Keith, is that just before this call started, I had to end an interview I was listening to uh, with Catherine Austin Fitz. Catherine Austin Fitz used to be the assistant uh, secretary for um, housing and urban development. <laughs> and yep. she discovered where the missing trillions all went to and what it's being used for. And mm -hmm. when we're done tonight, I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to the end of that interview. But Catherine Austin Fitz has great, great information. 
I, I remember it, that was probably my beginning of going down the rabbit hole was I heard an interview with her late night and it started at like 1 a.m. And it was like a four-hour interview. And I had to work the next morning. But I stayed up all night listening to what she was saying I was because I was like, OMG, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Because she totally shows where all of these missing trillions went to and what it's being used for. And, yeah, housing and urban development. And I would say your Department of Agriculture is very important as well. I'll just throw that out there. Hint, hint. Yep, rural development. Yep. yep. USDA, USDA. FDA. Yep, yep, all of them. But, How, yeah, but you're, that, I, I'm pretty sure that's who you pay the taxes through. Um, I think it's an RSFP or something. I can't remember. I got to go back and do some more research on it. But we're we're actually supposed we're actually to be paying uh, import export tax on that of I believe like ten dollars. And what a lot of a lot of states will do is they'll put down nine dollars, and that way you go ahead and pay them nine dollars. But it's actually supposed to be ten dollars, and so you haven't actually paid the full ten dollar tax on it. Well, so, okay. Well, what what I do what I do with my stuff. Ten dollars stamp. And, and what I do is, yeah, I, I use a $10 stamp from the post office. Yeah. It's a 10, you get a $10, it's called a, a wave stamp, W-A-V-E, $10 wave stamp. W-A-I-B-E. What's that? W-A-I-B-E. No, W-A-V-E, $10 wave stamp. Oh, it's just the waves. Just the waves. Yep. Like the sea. You're in Admiralty. You're in International. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. How about that? And that's your consideration yeah, we that you provide. We got to go over these stamps some more sometimes, sometime too, man. Because I still got this one where uh, we use uh, homemade stamps. We're sending stuff back and forth, homemade stamps. Well, you've, you've got the $5 stamp, the $10 stamp. Uh, one is backed by gold, and one is backed by silver. Yeah. And, but I pretty much use the $10 wave stamp uh, for consideration with every document. Because you can't be transferring stuff or doing whatever without offering consideration. Right. Just the way it works. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's about all I've got. Like I said, we're, we're going to be heading out early in the morning, go up and visit Derek and another guy and put our heads together, try to get some of this stuff figured out. So I'm probably going to head to bed here real soon, and uh, we'll see everybody again next week and hopefully have a uh, head full of some more information and uh, some uh, a, a greater ability to start moving forward and putting this stuff together and showing people how to do it. Um, I'm going to be, or I am constructing my PMA currently, still trying to uh, put some certain things together um, as far as bylaws and organization and stuff like that. But um, by the time I get done again, like I said, I hope to be able to uh, show people how to establish themselves as a, um, in a private capacity 
in whole. So wish me luck. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, one of these days, Kate, you and I need to get together on the phone or something and talk instead of just here. <laughs> and yep. but I know yep. somebody uh, mentioned something in the chat about the $1 stamp. Yeah, I've used the $1 stamp as well. And that's okay with doing local documents and things. But if you're only like, you operating internationally. Yeah, private international documents stuff, you want to put some some valuable consideration that they're going to think twice about. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're, you're stepping into a different realm there. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I guess we'll close out. And like I say every week, like I always try to explain to people, you need to learn who you really are, where you're really from, and where you're really at. Because we've been deceived on all three levels. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. All right, Keith, we'll talk to you later. And all I do is a moderator in Tactical Sovereignty this evening. And that all way right. it'll make it easy. If you do a Zoom or whatever, you can just throw it in there. You don't have to wait for me to approve it or whatever. Awesome. All right, Appreciate good night, it. guys. Good night, Absolutely, everybody. Bro, love you. Be blessed, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.